0: The EuroLegends podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit Patreon.com forward slash The allegiance Podcast for bonus
1: episodes, behind-the-scenes content, merchandise, and more. Now, let's get to this week's show.
0: This week, we have a chat with the wonderful Joe Vasopolo from Four Horsemen Studios. But before we get started, I wanted to draw your attention to a fantastic competition that's been run by our friends jesse and curtis over at uh, shooting the shelf the youtube show and they're running a competition in the mythic legions cabal and the purpose is to encourage people to pick up a paintbrush and that everybody starts somewhere so for this competition they want people to post the first picture of a custom paint job that they've done one of their first custom paint jobs uh, just to show where they are where they've come from if you're an experienced uh, customizer people are probably used to seeing your amazing pictures of your wonderful customs today Post something that you've done at the start of your journey so people can see how far you've come. If you're a new customizer, pick up paintbrushes, paint something up and post it. The prizes are fantastic. You need to post that picture in the Mythic Legion's Cabal. You need to use the hashtag #PaintItUp. it up. So paint it up, all one word on the hashtag in the Mythic Legion's Cabal. Winners and prizes will be random draw loads of prizes including legions figures and parts from several third-party print shops uh, the winners will get a figure and parts to go with that figure so you've got a custom ready to go just needing some paints and whatever other little modifications you're going to do with it and the contrast will run until 10 6 or in euro language the 6th of october so get onto it m- until midnight 6th of october have fun, paint something up, or sh- or if you're an experienced customizer, post something that you did at the start of your journey to show people that it's possible to get much, much better at this. And just to mention as well that the figures are being provided by the horsemen. So, again, you just see what an awesome company they are in providing uh, figures for a contest like this. So, get on to it. Now we're on to our chat with Joe. He was very generous with his time. Uh, we had a great chat. We got a little insight into what it's like to work for the Four Horsemen, what it's like to fulfil your dream. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, well, let's tune in. There
1: we go.
2: My wallet is sobbing. I can hear it, I can hear it in the hall now. It is breaking down, crying.
0: It turns out that Attila, the arrogant so-and-so, he's got a fake hammer. Oh,
1: a fake? Yeah. Whoa. As I say, dick.
0: <laughs> so, welcome to the EuroLegions podcast. Continuing on our road to LegionsCon, And this week, we have another special guest. They're all special guests here. But uh, this guy is a jack of all trades. For the Four Horsemen, and along with Jeremy Gerard, he continues to inspire and foster the community spirit. Uh, within legions and from inside the castle, I give a very warm welcome today, guys. To Joe Vasapollo, all the way from Four Horsemen Studios in New Jersey.
3: Hey, <laughs> hey guys, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Joe, you're
1: Yeah,
0: thanks, Joe. It's brilliant that you could make it. Um, Even if you're a little bit uh, under the weather at the moment, which is actually we had you lined up for another time. And uh, we actually brought it forward because uh, you had to cancel your weekend plans because you're sick. So very nice that uh, we could fit this in instead.
3: Well, usually how it works out, you got to pay for a good time. And (laughs) and last weekend was RetroCon Ah, for a, a good chunk of us over in PA. Uh, That's right. Len of Wolf King put that together mm. as a street team, along with uh, the King under the mountain himself, Anthony Seal, and the Toy Forge. Um, they had a really great presentation of, you know, horseman stuff and their own product as well. So I got to hang out with uh, Cookie and Pat and Nate and Jesse and Len and Anthony. And uh, Greg was there for a bit. And uh, I'm sure I say Cookie, but I'll say it again, Cookie, because he's uh <laughs> He's a good man of mind, and uh, it was his birthday as and well. And Jonathan, yes, lot, lots of visitors, but uh, it was a great time hanging out with those guys, and uh, you know, just kind of spreading the uh, the fun that is legions in general.
0: Absolutely, I mean, uh, Len uh, and Anthony are definitely throwing it down to the other street teams anyway when it comes to to set up and uh, how it looks. I
3: mean, that looked really proper down there. Oh, absolutely, and. and just looking at it, I was sending pictures back to the studio saying, uh, "We need to up our game <laughs> and maybe make this a little package for for other people to use because this is just so much fun." Oh yeah, and just the way things are, you know, displayed. And we have a lot of people standing in front of the table initially in the beginning of the show, like a lot of our regular customers who are always awesome and you know are, are there for us whenever they can. Uh, anybody else who doesn't know what this stuff is, they're, they're kind of blocking the the inventory. So you can't exactly tell. But with lens setup, it was it was all that more like on the front page of Absolutely. what was going on and why it was cool and why everyone was there. So,
0: yeah, that sounds cool. Having a little kind of, uh, you know, package to send out to a street team in terms of a couple of signs and, uh, you know, just throw it in along with all the product. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I suppose it helps for Len that he's kind of in that, uh, he's in that business of making uh, screen stuff, and you know,
3: yeah, he's always been a he's been a vendor for quite a while of toys, yeah. and he's absolutely in his element, and he's had other clients where he's had to do you know promotional work, so he just kind of flipped all that onto something that he really loves and appreciates, and really had a good showing for for the studio and and for his own stuff great presentation of his of his parts and all the people who who customize with wolf king parts and like really really fun stuff where you, you don't need to know what any of it is you can just walk up and appreciate the the amount of work that goes into it and how fun and creative it can be yeah absolutely yeah i mean i i had a little uh
0: a little experience with len at legions Con last time because he he let me display a couple of my customs on one of his shelves in his booth. And uh, yeah, the, just a great crew there. And uh, all the guys, Nate um, uh, was there as well, Nate Armstrong. And uh, just a, just a really cool bunch of guys. And Len himself, of course, just total gent and yeah, did everything. And Patrick has some great work out there. Ah, yeah, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, Patrick on in a future episode on this as well. So I nice. we definitely get to, to speak to him. I saw he got a really cool package uh, in the mail there the other day from, was it from Dennis and Walter? Did you see that? No, I missed it. Ah, okay, they sent him like, like a good few cool figures like uh, to basically keep him loaded for uh, Legion's Con in terms of making some more customs. So, oh, Very nice. That's pretty sweet. That's that's paying it forward in the community, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, so I'd love to see that. I'm sure you guys do too. But... um. Yeah, so and did you bring any of your customs to RetroCon or anything like that or?
3: Uh no, no, not this time around. Uh I I have, you know, I've had the pleasure of displaying my stuff at Lens Table before, but I'm trying to hold things back for LegionsCon. Yeah. Really, and, and just there were so many people with, with great work. It's I didn't wanna, you know, overcrowd the setup with any of my work. So if there wasn't <laughs> anything new from the last few times I had shown before Uh, i'm a little slow when it comes to getting my own stuff together uh i I tend to get a lot of the creative stuff out at the studio maybe a little bit more than at home personally now which is fine really
0: but that's the thing and you're a busy boy as well with all that stuff at the studio so you know being the jack of all trades means you're you're involved in everything so
3: (laughs) yeah a little bit a little bit here and there (laughs) Not not necessarily calling shots, but you know a, more of a support role to to a lot of things exactly,
0: yeah, and um, are you guys going to be at toycon this year
3: toycon uh we may have a street team there, but okay. i I think we may be skipping out on that one because it's it's around so much stuff going on, yeah, and so the next big uh
0: event for you is legions gone then for the for the studio
3: uh actually it's new york uh toy fair
1: oh cool yeah
3: so we're going to have some uh a little setup there at that's uh i think september 30th through october 3rd so i'm a little bummed out i just missed a whole week uh at work of prep time for getting all that stuff ready uh we know what we're doing we have you know a, a decent setup ready there's just some fine tuning that needs to be done. So uh, when I jump back into it on Monday, I'm, I'm going to be a busy bee for quite a while. Absolutely, I can imagine. And were you there last? Were you guys
0: there last year at uh, New York Toy Fair? No. No. Okay, so there's there's some there's something going on, guys.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that's a really big event as well, isn't it? York, yeah, so yeah. So. so good for the horsemen to get their presence in there. Right. Uh, they've they've done it.
3: Many many times with other brands and their own brand. Uh, the the one I remember was I think Advent of Decay around that time. I remember watching from home. Cornboy did a little a little live stream on Cabal, just kind of showing off their display that now lives next to our lunch table. But um, yeah, that's the last time I remember them being there and them having a a pretty decent presence. So at least with this, uh, there's going to be you know Figure Obscura to show and cosmic legions so it's just two more two more properties that are going to be pretty prominent on top of mythic it's really exciting i always
0: got the message from four horsemen that if they were going to these big events like san diego or new york or even toy fair itself it was for a reason and there was then a while there where they didn't go to those because they were doing their own thing like with the g-con and and that was kind of fitting their needs so Exciting times, guys! There could be, uh, there could be some stuff that uh, picks up here now. Because it's been—I mean, we have had the pre-order open for for the latest Cosmic Wage, which is awesome. But since that announcement, uh, things have been relatively quiet on the news front for you know within the normal cadence of stuff. So, yeah, I think we're—I think we're gonna. <laughs> Joe's smiling, so we'll say nothing. We don't want to get in trouble, but yeah, sounds exciting. That's for sure. It will be. Yeah. And you were at PowerCon as well, Joe, were you?
3: Oh yes. That was my that was my first time going there. Uh another great show. Uh Val treats us really well. Uh, it was it was a larger space than last year, from what I remember, maybe double from what I had heard. Uh lots of, you know, great displays from other companies out there. Uh Whatever you were looking for, you could find as far as vendors go and, and interests. Uh, really good time seeing uh, my wife's going to kill me podcast guys that that had a booth there. Um, learning about Glios a little bit more. Uh, another toy hole that I'm trying to keep myself from falling deep in, considering <laughs> that the studio has helped out with. Yeah, you're uh, in the wrong place designs. there if you
0: want to avoid glass. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean. <laughs> You, you can't see everything around me, but uh, avoiding toys has never been something I've been good at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: homework. <laughs> yeah. Trips. Rich has that problem as well. Yeah. <laughs> <Swimming out. laughs> it's
0: always wallet space. And that's, that's the two main problems for, for yeah. the toy
3: collective. Yeah. Powercom was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, doing the, the live reveal of uh, mm. Cosmic 4. I, I, I'm just calling it uh, Cosmic. It, yeah. It's, it's I think it's four.
0: Cosmic 4 but works, works
3: for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I thought you did really well in terms of uh, in terms of what you were doing uh, with the live streams and the presentations. And then even Trevor, I think, live streamed uh, what your panel as well uh, before the actual uh, live stream. So there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of stuff that you had to get sorted there to make it go well. And, you know, it's, it's easier to do it from the studio. So it was impressive that you did it so well on the road. I think that was great.
3: Now, I think the only thing we were missing was an air conditioner
0: ah yes <laughs> we didn't have the we didn't have that problem uh looking online you know for but from yeah. you know from our nice uh cozy couch in over here in uh the other continent we 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 enjoyed everything we saw from powercon that's for sure from you guys
3: well glad to hear it yeah and again that that's a lot of jeremy you know being the uh the ringmaster of that event pulling everything together and lining stuff up he's uh remarkably good at it and really lucky to have him Oh for sure it's it it's uh yeah, he plays to his strengths,
0: you all play to your strengths that's what makes you good, you know I think that's uh and you just have more people now that have uh different strengths, so it's really working well
3: that's one of the neat things um everybody knows what their job is for the most part at the studio and and not that there's no direction, but so long as everybody does what they're capable of doing, what they know they have to do, uh everything really tends to work itself out quite well absolutely and and we enjoy what we do too so it's it's feels like far less effort compared to some things i've had to do in the past for work uh never wet work no (laughs) these are over but uh no really every everybody like really appreciates like the situation they're in and their role at the studio and everything plays out really nice for everyone i mean i think the dream job
0: is always something you enjoy you know if you, if you can wake up in the morning and say I enjoy going to work then that is the dream job and most people don't really necessarily have that they might have the odd day but uh yeah if you can generally wake up and go right can't wait to get into the the shop today that's happy days isn't it very happy days yeah we're all, we're all the two my two colleagues here are just going yeah i wish <laughs> <laughs>
2: Having the occasional happy day would be good for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what the toy collecting's for, you know, just to just, exactly, yeah. Just to make up for. You know, Joe just has the best of boat worlds. The new problem for Joe is that he's basically working twenty four hours a day. Then, because <laughs> everything he does with toys is basically work now. <laughs> It's not a problem. Not a no, problem at all. No, my, exactly. my
3: distraction has now become my focus. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't ask for better, honestly. Oh uh, yeah, that's um, for sure. And even though the type of work I do with the studio, at least when it comes to like warehousing and stuff I've done mm-hmm. at other places, but it would be perfume or it'd be entertainment equipment or it'd be like wardrobe for shows or, or something. It's not necessarily stuff I cared about. So now, now that the material has changed to an interest, it, it just feels like so much less stress and effort goes yeah. into what happens. You could really just focus on the work and, and accomplish what needs to be done. Yeah, even just the smell of those figures in the warehouse, that'd be glorious for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you,
3: you, can tell, you can tell when we got a new container. If you, if you walked in blindfolded, you yeah. know yeah yeah there, there's a there's a scent there's a scent I,
0: sure. I i love it and that's what my wife does it doesn't like to come into this uh, my rooms in the basement and a lot of the time she doesn't like to come in here because he's just doesn't she says smells too much of plastic or paint you know when i'm painting and i'm like yeah but what i can my attribute happy to, smells you know
3: you ever open an old like clamshell mcfarland figure from oh, when yeah. they were like completely encased in plastic oh yeah you'd have to get scissors out and cut all uh-huh. around them that That's basically what the room smells like <laughs> after we've unloaded a container into our, uh, our storage area Ouch. for days, especially yeah. once you start cracking those open and start the shipping process. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, because
0: even the even the cardboard boxes, you know, if you get a box like an all in box or something like that, they have a particular smell as well from the factory, yeah. I guess, because they come from the factory. So, yeah, I yeah. mean,
3: the, there's worse smells. I, I worked at a at a fragrance company where they would make anything from um like high-end perfume fragrances to the scent of a shampoo or soap. Just additives. Yeah. And um and right down to what hunters use for, you know, attractants and detractors. Oh yeah. So, you know, leave out in the wild. Uh there I kid you not, there were scents that were named corpse of (laughs) what I do not know. But you would have to you would have to sample everything and I would come home just smell like all Ooh kinds of nasty God. and yeah. even going to the studio after work like <laughs> uh, i was glad i was coming in as most of the staff was leaving because i didn't <laughs> want to be like the one where it's like ah smelly guys here is time smelly, to go. smelly joe's <laughs> yeah. here oh no by no fault of my own by the way <laughs> yeah of course yeah yeah just a hazard of the job but yeah we'll... so to switch all that out for you know beautiful plastic yeah quite nice
0: yeah i i do think it's a part of it yeah even if it's Maybe sounds a bit strange to the non-toy collector, but uh, I think we can all
1: agree. Yeah. Well, and I know again, uh, Mythics has, more than most toys, it's got that that fresh new plastic smell, hasn't it, that comes out, (laughs) you (laughs) say? I swear they get them to spray them as they go into the box (laughs) at the (laughs) factory to add to the experience, (laughs) you
0: know. uh... It's like those fast food places that they have extra extra smells in the food that like make it more smell more like the food it's you know so a burger smelling more like burger than even it would yeah that's a just that's advertising you know it's a it's guerrilla marketing
3: <laughs> it makes you want more <laughs> and sense is a, a great memory trigger too yeah. so i mean you want to trigger some nostalgia that's oh, the yeah. way to go oh yeah i mean everyone remembers
0: moss man if they're they're master's kid, you know, or stink or, or
3: yeah, Stinkor, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I, re- I remember that conversation being had at the studio my earlier days of of if either one of those would would smell, and it, yeah. it wasn't necessarily a. Uh, of course, there's cost involved, but it's like, do you really, do you really want this? Like, so have to worry about uh allergic reactions yeah. or people simply not wanting it because it does smell. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, let's, It it's probably better off that it didn't. I'm glad it didn't actually. I mean, I think the, it, like, obviously too much cost and not
0: really worth it for, for the company, but a little tiny, you know, those tiny little, you get them sometimes with eye drops, tiny little vials that you kind of twist open. One yeah. of those just in the little accessories bagging, <laughs> And if you want to, because, you know, obviously with fighters for example, there was a lot of people that weren't a fan of the flocking, you know, that, that that's part of the community and they were trying to deflock them and you know you can imagine them then trying to de-smell them as well you know <laughs> yeah with these uh it's like the people that get secondhand lots of figures and they're trying to get the smoky smell out of them or whatever you know there's all these tricks of the trade for that baking soda yeah. and whatever
2: else i was gonna say my daughter was also 11 joe the same age as your boy um She always laughs at me when I open up a figure that I bought off eBay or something, and I give it a sniff. And she's like, why are you sniffing it? I was like, because I'm making sure it's coming from a smoker's house or not. If it has, it's going straight in a bag with the dryer sheets. That's right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah. And all of Travis's collection from last week is now cigar smoked.
2: Oh, destroyed. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think he didn't, you know, he wanted the crazy to happen, but I don't think he thought it through, you know. Anyway,
3: I think he took it just just a little too far. Yeah, just a little.
0: Which is probably why it was so funny. So
3: well, the the thing is, you get to meet the guy in person and he's he's nothing like that persona. The <laughs> man's an absolute sweetheart. Yeah, um, honestly. So it, it's so much funnier hearing the words come out of his mouth and seeing how he acts because everybody know that. That's not how he is. So just seeing how far he'll go with the character is, is yeah. hilarious because it's the complete opposite. But uh, yeah, he, he he crossed the line. <laughs> he sure. crossed the line For that sure. day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, poor Heidi. That's all I'd say.
1: Uh, I don't think Joe's actually given us the story of... Um, how he got involved with the horseman uh he's given us a bit of his like other job history but not how it sort of happened and and how he's ended up where he is so if you could well, share that with us joe that'd be great it it really it
3: it's less about talent and more about uh, con- uh <laughs> proximity <laughs> and, and and quite a bit of luck to be completely honest um i was not initially into mythic legions when i first scene that they would be around. Uh, at the time, I was pretty heavy into Lego. So any customizing I was doing as far as figures would be with my Marvel Legends or, you know, just modifying, swapping heads here and there. But mostly I was I was deep in Lego. So I saw they were doing a lot of sword and sorcery characters. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of messing with that now. I'm not going to mess with it too much. But after a while, some of my friends started talking about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'll check it out. Uh, some of the earlier Seventh Kingdom figures, the sculpts were fantastic. The paint was fantastic. It had all the watermarks of, you know, great Four Horsemen work. But I remember the figures wouldn't hold up all that great. So I was a little hesitant to step into another line that was, for me at the time, very expensive. And knowing that maybe they didn't hold together so well. So my first Mythic Legion, I got off of eBay. I think it was the for, the first... uh gorgo aether Blade. Uh, i think it was complete too but i picked that up and once i had it in hand i was like oh wow these are built really well they you know the fit of everything is great oh they come apart you can swap them like like lego uh-oh this this is a problem so i got one i started going from there and i made a purchase off of one of their in stock sales off of their website early on i remember they still had a lot of birds and Otho was on there. And Silverhorn Centuries were on there. Uh, a lot of. A lot. Yeah. A terrific selection. That nowadays. Is like. Good luck. Good luck seeing that. So I ended up making an order. And when I got the box in. The, the address it was shipped from. Was about a town over. From where I was working. And I looked up the address. It was like 10 minutes away. I'm like oh that's. That's funny. It's fantastic. I I didn't know that they were around, really. Uh, I, I heard that they were close by. It turned out their previous location was 10 minutes from where I lived and then moved 10 minutes away from where I'd worked years later. So next time uh, order time came around and they were saying, OK, we're ready to ship. I just sent them an email saying, hey, would I work a town over? Would you mind if I just came by? to pick up my order is that something you do if not okay not a problem and they responded within the day and was like yeah sure like let's set up a time so of course that day came around and i expected just to knock on the door and then be like oh you're joe here's your box thanks thanks for your order bye-bye and uh instead the door was answered by eric treadway it's like oh joe hey hey thanks thanks so much um we really appreciate it uh Hey, I'm I'm kind of working on something right now. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll leave it to. And he goes, "You, you want to come check it out? Like, sure." <laughs> and what oh, I thought wow. was going to be like uh, a two minute, like you know, park grab and run, turned into a, a 20 minute, like little tour of the studio and seeing what they had going on behind the scenes. And it was amazing. I think at the time they were working on, um, uh, he was hand sculpting power lords. Wow, some of the the larger figures at the time. And I was, I was blown away by like really seeing the pieces that he had his hands on, like all the work that had gone into it. And I took a peek in CB's office and had all of his Mezco figures lined up. And and then just had shelves and shelves of stuff that they had worked on over the years. And I, it it really hit me. I knew about the horsemen before, but seeing all the stuff on their shelves of what they had done over the years, I was like, You did that. You did that. Oh, that's you too. Oh man. Like I, I had no idea. I knew they did the DC universe classics. I knew about, you know, masters of the universe, 2000 X, that, that was troublesome for me because I was trying to get out of toys. Uh, I, you know, moved away and trying to save some money and I've got real bills to pay rent and car more uh, car payments and all this. And, and then these things roll around and like, Oh, I guess we're not stopping anytime soon. So, (laughs) It just kind of pulled me right back in from there. I would uh, pick up my orders from the studio every now and then. I'd show them a couple of pictures. Hey, this is what I did with your figures. I painted it up to look like this and that. And, uh, you know, from there on, we stayed pretty friendly.
0: That's yeah, amazing. I mean, that kind of just explains it. Like, this is another reason why, you know, why do three guys in Europe end up doing a podcast dedicated to these toy lines? Because it's that type of company, you know, where... Okay, they're bigger now than they were then, but even then, they were just so humble to actually go, right, this guy's a fan, he spent money, don't know him from anyone, but he's a fan and he likes our figures, bring him in for 10 minutes just to show him around or 20 minutes and, you know, next thing he's, you know, working for us a couple of years later and, uh, you know, one of our probably, you know, best known employees in the community, represents the brand, blah, 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 you know, that's how it's done, that's all, no, you, need, I, I all remember, you need to be is have a good attitude, I think. But yeah, sorry, right. Joe.
3: Yeah, that certainly helps. But I remember walking out of there the, the first time, that one time, uh, was buzzing. Just like uh, not not knowing what just happened. Because also the, the building that they're in is connected to a prop shop where that's they right, make stuff yeah. for Broadway and TV. And, and that's the kind of work that I've been doing for years so when that one building was everything I was doing professionally and what I loved to do for fun all in one spot it was like this strange nexus where I was like I I had never walked into a place for the first time and never felt more like I belonged there <laughs> in a weird kind of way not that I could do anything to their level of skill at that time and honestly there's I'm probably one of the least talented people in that office, to be honest, but um, just just being in there and feeling like, wow, that was that's a really cool place with a lot of cool people. Yeah,
2: that's for sure. Yeah, I think you're doing yourself a disservice there, Joe. Oh yeah, you're totally. Not... Yeah, yeah. We're just <laughs> we all know our our talented you yeah, are. Yeah. yeah,
0: we let him be humble, but you know that's fine. <laughs> no, but we had Bill last week. You know, just kind of telling us a bit of the behind the scenes, and you know, it, it's always the same. It's like you know it's true because everyone says it it's not like it's not just you know a kind of somebody kind of trying to give a good impression it's actually just true that's just the way it is you know yeah like with everything i'm sure there's tough days there's days when you're working too much and blah 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 but that's any
3: job any job any time in your life you're gonna run into that you know sometimes you'll you have a tough customer or just a you know a deadline that you need to meet doesn't matter what you're doing. There's always going to be deadlines. I I tell that to my son all the time. I'm like I'm doing something that I love, but also there's just certain situations in life and within profession, you know, within a profession where it's just like you're going to run into these things no matter what you're doing, yeah. and how you handle them is going to really determine like how well you do in life and totally, you know, within the work that you do. So if you can find ways to navigate that doesn't matter what you're doing whether you like it or not whether you make a lot of money at it or no money at it if you can work around those situations that you're just going to be better for it all the way around yeah i mean
0: like the like the troll heads situation last year or end of last year that was uh that was just a kind of a shit happens thing and of course it creates a whole load of knock-on problems for you guys And I'm sure there was a day or two where you were trying to figure out what the hell are we going to do here? I mean, obviously, you probably went straight back to the factory and said, right, make the heads. But then it's how do you work out the rest? And uh, you worked out the rest, you know? But it was a lot more work for that thing. You were just thinking, get in the boxes, ship them out, print the labels, ship them out, off they go. That's an easy one. And it turns out to be totally something else, you know? (laughs)
2: What is your favorite faction in Mythic Legions?
3: Gonna have to say House of Noble Bear. <laughs> yeah, with the hats
1: hey. on and everything. Oh, <laughs> there, yeah. you, there you go, Anthony. <laughs>
0: you knew the answer already. But uh yeah, there's Rich getting another slap in the face.
1: <laughs>
3: well well I'll I'll set it it's that for you know all the reasons everyone else there understands, but um you know I'll I will back it up with just to be a little different. My second favorite. Let's talk about the second favorite. uh I always like the good guys a little bit more than the bad guys, so I would have to go with Zolonia's flock because of how eclectic all the characters are and just how like how really crazy and and toyetic their designs can be. Yeah. Um. You know, it it makes sense to have a centaur there, a fawn there, elves. uh Before I was a dwarf guy, I was an elf guy. Uh and then i this started to come in a little bit heavier, and I <laughs> started to get a little bit bigger and I'm like our dwarf guy now, and I've always been uh on the short side yeah uh you know after my late teens and stopped uh I stopped growing around uh seventh grade. but even then i i was going to be a giant i was like a head and a half above all my classmates they thought i was going to be a you know a monster and i just never got any bigger wow (laughs) so after a while i started to feel like it's worth (laughs) that's crazy
0: well, my kids are quite tall, so maybe they'll stop. That, that might be good for the clothes budget, at least. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but as far as the faction goes, um, I just like—I love their color schemes. I love a lot of the parts that people put out, and, th- and there's also dwarves in Xylonius Some some yeah. prominent ones, so I can yeah. I can still you know tout my love for them as well. Don't but worry. um, out- outside of like my dwarf customs, initially uh, a lot of other things I've worked on are are usually elf related with the golds and the greens and you know those copper colors i i just love those earth tones kind of thrown together yeah they they make some really awesome designs oh, they do
0: indeed yeah i mean it's like with the with the game the story behind the game is the kind of conflict between them and Arathir. and i think yeah if you could just have Arathir and xylona's flock as a kind of a group you know uh, as a kind of a warring group you know uh that's you know, that's a cool way to, that would be a cool way to collect if you weren't kind of going all in. Right. Yeah. So it's a, and it kind of covers a lot of different builds. Yeah. You know, you got most, oh, right. of, you got most of the parts there probably, let's say.
3: Apart from For sure. A few
0: heads and maybe
3: with most of the, I'd say most
0: of the parts are in those two
3: factions. You got just everything put, you know, from, you know, heavy and armor units to, you know, just people wearing, you know, fabrics, yeah, you know wizards and just you know you got heavy units like the again the centaur. You know you got your brutes and then you got your, your little magic users like Thistlethorn. Yeah, <laughs> for it's sure. Fun characters. Fun character. Yeah.
2: Okay, so semi-naked barbarians and tree-hugging hippies. Okay, <laughs> there we go then, Joe. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, it's been. Lovely. I live I'm in the woods. The I like everything. camping.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it seems. It seems like my 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 type of deal. Uh, we got some we got some mountains around here, so you know. And black bear. I we we have had black bear on the property, so I'm used to seeing them around too. Oh, wow. So, yes, stay and away from my legions, black bears, bobcats.
0: Oh my! Oh jeez. Be careful at uh, at an intern for a day
3: there, Rich. <laughs> I'm about an hour north of the uh, studio okay. and the location where this is going to be happening so I don't think you're going to go into that we're, we're not situation s- all we're, that much. Okay,
2: yeah, I'd be surprised if a bear just wandered through the studio but it would make it an interesting you know, You've, you've, to
0: you've told us that, that animals that. just attack you at zoos so you know, it could
2: happen. They do, they <laughs> hate me. So yeah.
0: If it's going to happen to someone at the studio it's you.
2: <laughs> so what about your favourite mythic figure then Joe? Who would you class as your favourite mythic figure?
3: Uh, you know, I've I've always been a fan of show and tell, so I would have to go with the first Knight Builder oh, set.
0: Oh, what a beautiful nice. thing! I, I mean, like
3: this so much. I, I keep he has just because yeah. this is the kind of toy that I wanted when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I've always loved knights. You you know, you think my the noble bear doesn't necessarily have a lot of them, but it it doesn't matter. Um, just as far as like wanting a toy. This is like the, the quintessential thing that I, I need it, and and they did it, and they did it really well, and the fact that you can swap the parts around. If this was the only thing they made, I'd love it. If they made nothing else, if I had to pick one thing, it, it would be this set. Uh, I would love to see it released again. I wouldn't mind having a couple more, but yeah. honestly, we've had these parts used so many times, Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if they decide to do a new one, that would be cool. No, I don't know anything. I'm not revealing anything. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> Just saying uh, it would be neat. Yeah. That would be yeah. down for we, it. We said on one of our shows that we were hoping that it would be part of the reinforcements wave, but uh, I get your point completely about the parts have been used an awful lot. So, we'll right.
0: Say. But, yeah, but a new Night Builder Deluxe, that, now that, be cool I, that, that I'd be fine with. That would make up for the fact that I don't have that amazing. Figure that you've just been waving in front of my nose. <laughs> I'm not jealous, Joe. No, 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 But awesome. That's a great choice. I think that's a little bit uh, outside of what people normally choose. I love it. I love it for that alone. But uh, yeah, wonderful figure.
2: Guess what, John? I had one of those and sold it because I'm that sort of scalper.
0: Yeah, well, rich you've uh, you know you've you've outed yourself on this show many times, and there's just another <laughs> one. You are what you are. That's
2: all we can do. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I blame Jeremy Gerard. He got me into customs. And, you know, the only way to pay for all this custom stuff is to sell
0: more expensive figures. We have also said that is that the money you scalp with, if people are going to turn and call you that, which I don't think it really is, because you're not denying anyone else the figure by scalping. It's more that you're putting the money back into customs, which as a customizer who's hoping to sell a few bits at uh, legions con I'm i'm happy for people like you so you know
3: i think the trick is to be able to have this hobby pay for itself and not have it leech from you know your your yeah. you know normal livelihood or what you use to pay bills uh i i still need to learn that trick because <laughs> i i went and got a job with the people who make the <laughs> earlier on I was like it's okay if you pay me in toys I have another job that that makes me money so like my free time you know you can you do this but uh that was also after COVID times so I was I was kind of joking because I was making considerably less than I was because I lost the production entertainment work Ah, that that whole industry just died yeah of course yeah Uh, yeah. so yeah Yeah. when I was laid off it's like I got to take the first thing I can get so when I started helping out the studio really it was the supplement what i was making already to make up for you know yeah past debt and you know all the the new charges that were incurring from like trying to make up from those times but uh now that things have evened out a little bit we're quite a bit more comfortable and uh (laughs) it's a harder ride to wave uh, to wave to ride now you know it's the spending but
0: yeah but also the the problem is now that okay legions aren't getting that much more expensive but everything else is (laughs) So, right that's right so that is uh that's a tricky one but uh we you know we have to just live with it and that's that's all we can do yeah. um but we can still talk
1: about them <laughs> even past when we can <laughs> yeah. afford them guys well, <laughs> I, you know, I was gonna say in a weird way it makes them even more important doesn't it because there are greater stresses so you need more of the things that make you happy and uh make life that little bit better. So. <laughs> totally understand totally. kind of how this sort of thing comes I sound really miserable, then didn't I? I didn't mean it oh, <laughs> no, 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 that's how this comes <laughs> yeah. around, isn't it? You know?
3: I understand though, I understand <laughs> yeah, totally,
2: well, to lift it out of the doldrums that Mal just put. <laughs> <so>. uh, <laughs> um, <sorry. laughs> what, what what about cosmic legions, Joe? What's your favorite cosmic legions figure
3: ah uh, that that's rough because they're they're all awesome, but the one that really kind of like grabbed my attention was the uh, the Spexian prison guard. Because there aren't too many insectoid characters out there that I can think of, like off the top of my head outside of like, I don't know, some McFarland figures from way back or no, just I just love the colors on it. The yeah. design of the character, it uh I had to look it up, but it looks like a blue mud dauber wasp. Oh. Like that whole like nice like sheen. Yeah. That's on the armor where it's ah. not necessarily the the bugs it, itself, like you know carapace, but just the look of it. Um, watching Cameron paint that up using those iridescence and, and color shifts on it, it was just like really really neat to see come together.
2: Yeah, fa- it, that's a fabulous figure.
0: D- do you right. know how they translate that to the factory? Do they have to send like I know with normal colors you can use codes, but with these. Uh, kind of color change ones Do they have to send a sample of the paint or how does it work we we just
3: send the painted figure oh wow and they from that's my understanding uh, i don't know if chris has yeah. to do a little more background with them to get things rolling but um honestly they're able the factory is able to duplicate almost anything we send yeah. them. exactly and if they don't get it the first time they get it real dang close yeah and typically they nail the second when it comes to paint brilliant Uh, it's really impressive yeah it's always impressive to you know
0: you were the first company uh, i followed along in the toy collecting where the prototypes looked like the figure you know Um, and paint has a lot to do with that i think you
3: know well something that's that i've heard multiple times is a really good paint job can can save a you know a not so good sculpt but also a uh, a, a not a good paint job can really, you know, dilute a really good sculpt, you know. So that's that's where you can save it, and and really that's where the factories that we use are, are pretty strong in that department. And they don't they don't let anything slide. Um, like when we get samples in, if it's if it's not dead on, we'll go back and say, hey, this needs a tweak here and there, and and really we work hard to make sure that they are what we. Have shown. We're not trying to, you know, you know, get anything by anybody. Now, of course, yeah, sometimes things will come out a little different, but it's not intentional. You know, what is shown in the promos is exactly what we plan on putting out. And if it takes yeah, a little that...
2: longer to make it happen, then I think everyone's all the better for it. Absolutely, and I like the security of that with Force. When you know it's A, I trust the company, but B, I'm always going to pre-order stuff because I know I'm going to get what you shown. Whereas, you know, another line I collect, which will remain nameless. But I don't pre order from them anymore. It's when the stuff comes out. If it still looks like what they said it was gonna do, then I'll buy them.
3: That's a big part of the reputation that has, you know, gotten them to where they are now. And they understand it and they appreciate it. And you know, you you can't ask for better when it comes to a business practice. Uh you know, again, it's a bunch of humans doing this stuff, so is everything gonna be perfect? No. No, but listen. When it, when it when you get something, it's it's not to what you thought it was. We're we're not happy either. You know, and we take everything like that to heart. It takes what it takes.
0: Yeah. Incidentally, on the bug team, we uh, had we had a dragonfly in the garden this past week. They are a cool color if you've ever seen dragonfly. Oh They're yeah. kind of a gr- it's almost green, kind of in, like a little bit greener than the, the Svexian guard, guard, the same kind of shimmer. Uh, and, and the cool thing with them is they don't attack you. So. Bring on the right. dragonflies. They're actually quite uh, friendly.
2: <laughs> They're not like a hornet or something where you'd have to run the other way. I was going to say, my daughter's birthday party two years ago, we had a dragonfly get in the house. You've never seen children or heard children scream <laughs> as much. And I was trying to explain to them, although it was this massive six-inch long bug, it was it wouldn't hurt them. Don't worry. And they were screaming, they were running. Oh.
3: <laughs> no, sit still, take it in. Nice experience here to flutter other wings. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. My wife's talking to to like uh, the one in our garden, like it's a, like a pet cat or something. She's like,
3: "Oh, hello, Mister Dragonfly." And I'm
0: like, "Jesus!" And I had to had to Google and see do they do they hurt? And I'm like, "No, they don't attack." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm good. I'm down with it now."
2: <laughs> I was waiting for Mal to ask Joe what his six favourite cosmic figures are, but um... <laughs> 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 They're all but failing that. Uh... So Legion's Con, Joe, um, what are you, not most looking forward to, but what are you really looking forward to this year's Legion's Con? And I'm not asking for any spoilers about G-Con stuff or anything, but what are you you really looking forward to the
3: Con? Uh, I I love seeing everybody's work. You know, uh, there's tons and tons of talented people in this community. And yes, I work for them, but I'm a fan first. So seeing what everyone else is doing and just the creativity it brings out of everyone is is exciting for me and and that's one of the downsides me personally I have with the show overall because I have my own table I'm not walking around so much checking on everyone else's work so initially like uh i I need to do that after I'm done set up because I help the studio get their stuff together. I'm part of that team, and then I'll do my own thing, and by then everyone else is is done so the first time I really got around to walking was um like Friday night once the room was clear and Jeremy was still there. And he's like, listen, you're the last one. So whatever. And I walked that room just kind of getting a look at everything. And I, I remember walking by Giovanni Bly's table and just getting <sighs> one view of one of these night helmets he had painted up of all the things, of all the beautiful faces he had painted and how smooth his applications were. There was just this one helmet. I, I took a picture of it. And I I don't think I'd ever spoken to him or texted him before and was like, hey, Giovanni, it's Joe. Um, I need this thing in my life. I need this in my life. Like, you can't put this aside. I'm like, I'll get it from you tomorrow. He's like, yo, no problem, man. I got you. So I had checked in with him later. But, you know, looking at his table, like, oh, my God, such smooth applications. He's, he's got some magic on his table. Um, Not the single, just him out. There's tons of talent out there. Yeah that I just really appreciate seeing all that stuff. Um, And of course, a lot of people in the community where, you know, scrolling through the phone, most of the time, you know, people buy their work and a tiny little picture of their face. (laughs) You know, you can only text back and forth so many times, but getting to actually have conversations like this with them about all the stuff that we love that, you know, 3d printers do and the studio does and just, you know, Toys in general is is so much fun, and I can't believe it's like a, it's a it's a work related event.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, that's that's crazy. Like I I have to be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so is your uh, the stuff that you're going to have on display on your table? Is it going to be very much display, or will you be selling as well?
3: It's it's always display first. I don't go there with the intent of selling anything. Um. I could be talked into it, and honestly, if, if someone sees something on the table and they want to, you know, say, "Hey, how much?" I'll need to sit there and actually think about it. I'm I'm horrible like that. Uh, I don't I don't make things to sell. I make them because I I want them for myself. So if if I could be coaxed into it, sure. <laughs> um, some things I can't sell because simply because I'm able to get things from the studio, uh, it's just it's not allowed. Gotcha. So there's there's this times where it's like no. But if it's a 3D printed head that I painted up, sure, no problem. Um, maybe I'll be willing to let that go. Uh, depending on the parts, yes, maybe I could sell the whole figure, but the intent is not to sell. It's really just to show. And I'm even after last year, I was thinking maybe this will be the last year I even have a table because I'd rather walk around and see everyone else's work than show off my own, really, because, like I said, I I make it for me. I don't yeah. necessarily care what other people think of it. Be, it's know.
1: understandable that uh, you would want to walk around, but I mean, I remember your table from last year, and it is just a table of awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. No, thank I'm you. Sure, I'm sure. i yeah. I'd be really pleased yeah. to see yeah, it. I can only case.
2: echo that. It's it's a brilliant table. Yeah, really absolutely.
1: Incredible.
0: I and do need unusual. to learn how to bring that.
2: <laughs> 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 there was a lot of stuff on your table last year. I remember looking at it going, like, Wow, that's a lot of figures. It was, I think I had like 68 characters all together,
3: Whoa. and all of them had like some kind of additional paint application it wasn't just pop and swap and majority of them had like swapped out weapons from other lines like like this guy here like this guy like an old mcfarlane helmet and a wrestler head and this is off of uh i I don't even know like uh, i think some some uh magic the gathering figure just and like for soft goods stuff like that so it's more than just pop and swaps i I like to have paints on everything that i'm showing and but yeah, I'm. I mean, uh, I'm not just not all that big on showing my own stuff too much. I'd rather see everyone else's.
0: Well, you'd be very welcome at our table. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we're quite lucky. There's three of us at our table, so we'll be able yeah. to like rotate out and somebody be there taking the cash, and then right, right. It's yeah, that also go, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've been next to Chris. Um,
3: I was next to Chris last. That's year. That's right. Yeah, you were yeah so I could ask him, you know, like hey, keep an eye on this for a moment, but he needs to be at his table for me to ask him to keep an eye on it for a moment, <laughs> yeah, I love the guy, but he he was having uh he was having some uh he wasn't feeling well to yeah be quite honest I heard that so too. I felt bad for him that he couldn't be there to to show off more of his uh his biblical adventure figures, but thankfully he he got them out to market, so
0: we're looking forward to seeing some more uh factory versions of those and kind of closer to to in hand that's going to be cool this year
2: yeah i i get a feeling even i might be converted to noble bear because i think i'm confident it's going to be noble stuff. so yeah
0: <laughs> and joe remains straight-faced <laughs> just for she just for absolutely his. which she has she has
2: to i wasn't trying to get anything out of you there no no <laughs> um,
0: i'm just doing this for his bosses you know <laughs> 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 it's
2: okay I'll,
3: I won't do it on purpose. I'll do it by mistake. <laughs> we we'll they yeah. send us for the video well, recording. This we know is, you don't put this is not
0: live, recording. Joe, so you know if you do have a slip of the tongue we can we can always cut it out. It's it's more risky when you're on with Jeremy, for example, on his show.
3: Oh absolutely. <laughs> oh man. No, there's there's some times where I'm like, Hey Jeremy, you know what's happening. I know what's happening. Can we let a little we let a little something slide by? Mm-hmm. You know? Because uh, eh, you know, maybe maybe if like, okay, maybe people pick up on it, but they'll, you know, you can't, it's you know, well, you know what, maybe not. And then I'll forget he said maybe not. And then, <laughs> you know, if you're keen, if you're keen, if you want to read into things, cool, but don't be disappointed if you read into it wrong.
2: <laughs> That's on you. So so at Legion's Con, um, it's probably slightly different to the boys because they both paint, but I don't. So I I'm one of these geeks that has a, a uh, load of screenshots on my phone at the moment of things that people have posted, and I think, oh yeah, you yeah, know, that's really good. If I get a chance, I might try and pick that up. And, and I've not had something painted from this person before, so I'd like to get that. Is that something you do in preparation, or because you do your own stuff, is that not so much of an issue, and you just, like you did with Giovanni stuff, you just have a walk around and just see if anything jumps out at you?
3: Uh, if people post, like, hey, I'll be bringing this, I'll be bringing that, always take a peek, and maybe I reach out and be like, hey, maybe I'll hold that aside. But, um... What, what I really need to do is I buy so many 3D prints while I, I love supporting other people's work, even if it's, if I see a part that I'm like, I could do that. I'll still buy it. Um, that doesn't bother me, but I'm so behind on all the parts that I've bought over the years, years, Yeah. That I I really need to focus on getting the full use out of what I have in stock as opposed to buying other people's stuff. Because I've just got, like, a tremendous backlog here. I do if you can see all wow, these containers. Just, yeah. Like, just full of parts. Full, full all parts. All related. those storage boxes you get from. Yeah. Two of these are, you know, 3D part prints alone that wow. have no paint on them. They're not even primed. Some are just, I'll I'll get them in and I'll just sit there and I'll, like, watch TV and I'll clean them up, you know, and just get them ready for paint. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. There's just there's so much good stuff out there so much like the the work is great it's hard to pick and choose some things really so i i'd I'd rather you know get inspiration from people or or maybe even trade now that i think about it i i think i would feel better about trading work for work than selling to be honest because at least that way you know if someone really appreciates something i've done they have a piece of my work in their collection i have a piece of their work in my collection just to, you know, appreciate at home. That's
0: definitely a good way to do it as, as someone that's, you know, pretty good at customizing trading with other people that are good at customizing. And then, yeah, as you say, you get that kind of mutual benefit. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a cool idea.
3: I'm sure it happens. I I haven't done it too much myself, but, um, you know, I, I'd feel much better about that than, than getting money from gotcha. it that i'm just gonna want to spend on toys <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our plan <laughs> i'd rather have a, a, a complete piece of work get traded. you know i've enjoyed this yeah. i made it for myself but i've enjoyed enough but maybe maybe i appreciate your work gotcha. a little bit more so you know, i would be down for that gotcha yeah
0: yeah i mean i, I was just it was of course great last year at legions can to just have access to all the 3d printer stuff and there's no shipping and you can also right. maybe you know if you're going to buy a big bunch you can maybe do a deal as well so it's just sure. an absolute win win situation you know and of course people are thrown well they throw extras in when you buy online as well all these places are great but you know it's just it's just so <laughs> nice in person to 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 have that kind of instant thing and you know shake uh, a quarter of, of my
3: 3d part collection may just be like lending, yeah. like oh by oh, the man. way like here try this one Oh, maybe, maybe try that one. This one hasn't been released yet. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I, he, um,
0: In my last order, he threw in a bunch of stuff. So cool. Yeah. yeah. So happy.
3: I have Linda to thank, you know, quite a bit for me also, like, being able to participate at the studio the way that I do. Because during those early COVID days, when he was getting Wolf King off the ground, I was part of this little text group of other you know, artists and creators that he was just kind of like, you know, saying like, hey, I am I plan on doing my own little 3D print company based on these characters. And I just want to like, you know, get other people's opinions of what they would like to see, and, like what sculpts work and what don't. And just like getting boxes in, and, you know, like checking the fits of things and trying to fine tune some stuff. And I was able to paint up a bunch of uh, weapons and a couple of heads earlier on those days, uh, for them. And, and he helped me build up some confidence in what I was able to do and thinking like, Oh, people would really like really want to buy my work. Is that, that that's a thing. And just being able to practice. And even though it was like, you know, five different parts and 20 of, or so of each, just doing it. And it was kind of like doing it as practice kind of helped get me ready for doing it professionally. And and having, you know, even though he was allowing me to be creative with whatever the color scheme was and what the finish would be of certain items, Um, really just having like a deadline, having someone else to answer to and having clients there like, hey, we're ready for this stuff. Are you, are you done? Because <laughs> at yeah. the time I was I was quite crazy. I wasn't telling him at the time that I was helping out the studio, but it wasn't at, you know, in the painting capacity. It was really just with shipping and warehousing stuff. So I was like working for Wolf King. I was doing like three jobs at the time, but um, having him ask me to even be involved was, was a real treat. And I really appreciate that opportunity from him because it helped me get to where I am now.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. It's just, that's the way it just should be, but you know, sometimes it
2: isn't like that, but brilliant that we
0: have people in the community that do that. Yeah,
2: so I, I'll admit now, I haven't seen the latest one that you and Jeremy did, Joe, but how much fun are those pop and swap shows the two of you do? They they just look amazing. And I, as somebody that likes to like pop and swap stuff myself, it's just, just brilliant.
3: The, one of the, the last time I visited my mother-in-law, she's like, how's work? And I'm like, it's great. I love it. Can I kind of ask for better. She's like, so tell me this. You spent three years in college to basically do what you were doing as a six-year-old for a living <laughs> and i was like yes <laughs> exactly but i get so paid doing those pop and swaps are like my favorite part of like grade school show and tell it's like hey i have yeah. all this cool stuff i'm gonna bring this thing in. i'm gonna show everybody maybe most of you won't care but this is a situation where i get to share with people who do care and are looking forward to what it is and show and tell was like outside of art and gym was my favorite subject was my favorite task in school so it it gives me an opportunity to to play with the stuff like really for the first time above you know even yes eric designs everything but he's creating the, the characters like as they are and doing the pop and swap is like scenes like what they can be and trying to help other people understand the you know the technical aspects of how those parts will work together and just like get an idea for this and that and yes of course it it's a commercial for the oh stuff. it's brilliant I, I marketing understand yeah. that totally but, but that's really that's it's, absolutely cool but... right but the, i i'm not seeing it from a viewpoint of like i want to make the studio more money it's more it's really kind of selfish it's like, I want to physically see what this stuff looks like together, but I want to show everybody else too. I don't, I don't want to hold it to myself. Yeah, but that's why, it, that's why it works because the,
0: the two year, like little kids doing it. Yes. And that's why it works. If you're too corporate kind of, you know, straight based and, you know, look, oh, I bet those guys will like this. If you do this, you know, that's not going to work. It's, it's two guys. We're, we look at that show and we go, I could be either one of those guys.
1: I totally relate to that. I it, yes, it, it's so fun to watch. Partly because you two, when you're doing it, are, are clearly, really, obviously having so much fun doing it. Um, so you know, it's fun to watch you. You know what comes out of the pop and swapping, but it's also fun to watch you guys having fun. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah it's great and it must be fun
0: to see if a certain figure maybe starts to get more ordered in the in the days after that show (laughs) you
3: know i honestly don't pay attention to that sort of thing i don't even ask because i don't want to know so i can't let it slip uh you know not that it's a big deal but except for that the terpiculi and that's really like because it just has so much potential yeah it, it it's basically yeah. like it, it's a bag it's a bag of bones and you make what you want with it and there's so many other bones that have come out before and are coming out with that wave where it's like how could you not want this it's like a bone erector set it's it's fantastic it's so much fun uh that that was the one thing that me and him were just like kind of like <laughs> not subtly pushing at all and knowing what was coming up the next wave where it's like yeah. people are going to be disappointed if they're like, yeah, but it only comes in two heads. So yeah, heads back. Like, oh, but yeah, but but, but later, <laughs> you're going to really appreciate it later. Like it's going to it may be too late later. We want to get those numbers up. That was the one thing, but it wasn't you no. Know, so we make more money. Yeah, it, it was so everyone can like appreciate what's coming and and really be able to you know. Well, it's really like like you guys said with with every figure with every wave, it it doesn't matter. But we want to answer those questions because we want to know those answers ourselves. And there's times where I'll figure out stuff on the fly, like, oh, wait, look at this. You know, like the the skate back head on the troll. Like, I how did I not think of that? Someone brought it up and I was like, oh, dang. Now, is that something I'm going to do myself? Maybe not, but it's really cool to see. So to have playtime with so many other people is so much fun. So much fun.
0: Yeah, and that definitely works as a live stream, obviously, because you get a lot of interaction, and that's, uh, you know, people might say, oh, put that head on, you know, X or whatever, and you suddenly go, oh, yeah.
2: Is it terrifying doing it, though? Uh,
3: It can be a little tricky. Because, obviously,
2: they're pretty fragile, so. Right, right, and most of the stuff
3: I, like, I had, like, maybe in that, in the last wave, I painted I painted like seven pieces in the entire wave. Everything else is everyone else's work. It's three other painters work. If I mess it up, sometimes I can go back and I'm confident that I can fix it myself. No problem. Other times it's like, oh, like, listen, this is yours. I messed it up. I'm sorry. When you have a moment, would you mind fixing it? And it's not for something that is necessary. Like, okay, of course, Jeremy show works together with the studio really well, but what I'm doing isn't a necessity for, you know, the the main plan of the studio and how we want to promote things. It it definitely helps. Sure. But I'm not looking to make more work for somebody else. So yes, of course I don't want to ruin somebody else's work. I don't want to make more work for myself later. If I need to go and glue something together, there's two of everything that we make as of now. So if one goes down, we have a backup, it's okay. But yeah, I mean, it's just like really being respectful to the work and, and not wanting something catastrophic to happen. Because I, I made catastrophic things happen, and it just made more work for myself and embarrassment. So I, I like to limit that as much as possible. But uh, also with the last swap that I had done, I, I wish I had just a little more time to go ahead and modify some of those pieces to work with some factory parts to really show people how things go, but we did the best we could with the time I had. And um yeah, I, I just wish we had like factory parts that I could have swapped out with. That would have been great. I had so many ideas.
0: On all those prototypes, the the parts that already exist, they're they're factory pieces, are they? Right. They are yeah. So if you Yeah you know, most of you... the
3: time Yeah we we'll, well so we we have we have a bunch of parts from other figures we don't always have to open up an existing figure from a package fresh okay we'll have parts that we have for customer service uh whether there's an issue with it or not it's just backup pieces that we have you know for for replacement parts and for in-house use uh in the back room where i have one of the desks that i'm at a little less often now there's just cardboard boxes like a through d uh, like F through S of like all the characters that have been made from like the first wave of mythic down to now. And it's got like parts of almost, almost wow. every character that we need to pull from to make new characters. And as new designs pop up, we're using a lot more of the 3d prints and kind of moving away from older parts. Not to say that you won't ever see older parts used again, but it's obvious that every wave has majority of the time has additional parts and they're all going to be 3d printed when they're ours now so um it's getting a little bit trickier to make those swaps happen especially with those like big armor sets all those 3d printed yeah but so you don't
0: have a batch of like you know like kind of test shot like pieces that the factory might send you or anything like that it's always from existing figures that you
3: sometimes it 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 all depends on where they are in the tooling process because i mean like they've said and i know for sure there's so many pieces that i have an injected factory piece made in the studio of that has not been seen on any figures that exist yet and they've mentioned it plenty of times especially uh of course i don't have any around but the uh guard helmet that existed way, way back when, um, like around the Arathir days. It was in a background shot on a table, like they were holding up the the go- uh, the Hellfire Goblin head up and ha- had the like the mouth open and the tongue hanging out. And on a table was that head. I was like,
1: "Ooh, super excited! See that? What's yeah.
3: that? Out? Where's that? When's that happening? What's that for? Huh? Uh-huh. Well, what's going on there?" And it didn't pop up until what? Late last year, That's earlier right, this yeah. year, yeah. So yeah. there's there's a few of those parts kind of floating around that we've, uh, you know, managed to mess with here and there.
2: And I suppose the ultimate expression of the Pop and Spot, then, is Sir Andrew. Yes. And you get into, uh,
3: <laughs> to design your own one, Joe. My my little man called me out when he was on 4-ish Horseman O'Clock not long ago. So I had, I had brought him to work one day. Uh, camp was over. School hadn't started yet. And now he actually enjoys going to work with me. So, yes, uh, he admitted and I will admit that there were certain things that he wanted in the figure that I was not able to to accomplish to have it fit necessarily into that wave. Um, I will be making that figure exactly to his specifications sooner than later. Oh, wow. But when it comes to Sir Andrew, <laughs> two of his favorite colors are in there. had the burning sword. Um, It was hard to get Dragon Parts Incorporated, so I switched it over to, you know, the the bird wings to go along with, um, oh, what's his name? You know, the big gold bird god guy. I'm horrible with names. Ethron. Thank you, Ethron. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) To make it look like he fit that faction. And I just tried to get as many parts as I could in color schemes lined up that would work with so many other types of characters. That, um, I want it to be a very useful figure to pop and swap with, and just a a good figure to have as it as its own thing and as another character type, which they were nice enough to allow me to you know come up with like another like not necessarily like a sub faction for Aetheron. like another group within them, almost like um like you have the fury clan as part yeah, of Arithy. Arithy, yeah, well, this is kind of like an offshoot. With an Etheron, where I imagine it being, um, like maybe disgraced Templars, because you know they had that kind of sordid past, to where you know they they weren't as good as they said they were. So these guys would still be serving the greater good, trying to you know make good on you know whatever bad they had done. Within the order before. So, you know, not excluding them, but including them, but, you know, with restrictions, with more oversight and far more dire consequences if they should get out of line. Excellent. And did you paint
0: that head to toe?
3: Yes. um Yeah. So Eric called me in. I'm sure I mentioned this before, but Eric calls me into the office and he's like, I want to talk about all the parts that we'll need for the next wave. Uh, this character needs these parts. Uh, you know, we pull from that character and this character. This other one's going to be mostly three D prints. So wait for George to, you know, get those together. You clean them up, put them together. We'll see what it looks like. Maybe we're going to switch around some parts. Uh, this other character, Sir Andrew, and you were designing it. <laughs> and you have like you have to use these. Like you have to. It needs to be this type of character. It has to have these certain parts. Everything else is up to you the story, the color scheme, whatever. This this is yours. It's named after your son. So if you want to like collaborate with him, see what he would like to do, like you know, you could work with him. And, and I was like, holy crud. I I I couldn't believe that I was given the opportunity. Of course, I've always wanted to do it, but I don't think I'd ever asked. Of course, everyone who works there, we a lot of what happens Eric creates everything. But as we're working on figures, maybe we make a suggestion here and there. Like, uh, this part doesn't necessarily allow the character to turn her head left and right. Like, it has big horns, and it hits the pauldrons. So maybe we make the pauldron smaller or something like that. We use a different set. So he's really open to collaboration, which is great. Um, So yeah, everyone will throw their two cents in about how they think something should go. But this was the first time where he's like... Just use these parts and then whatever else you want, whatever colors you want, you make up the story. If you want, you don't have to, but you can and, uh, you know, have fun. And it was very, very little that I needed to, like, you know, tweak after I showed him the the initial version. But it, it got to be a little while where I felt like I was done. And then George came along and was like, you need to let me know if this thing needs soft goods or not, because we got to get that. Figured out to see Jessam. I was like, wait, what? They can have soft goods? Oh, 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 heck now. So I kind of like threw that together kind of fast. Because he's like, I need that in like three days. So I need to come up with a whole concept that would work for the character, that would work for the faction, that made sense, and that would be useful across, you know, four other characters. Because I hate to have a whole fodder bin of parts from a really great character that looks good as is, but then you use all the other parts and you're leaving, like, I don't know, half of the figure behind, or you have to paint it up, or it just doesn't make sense anywhere else. So when I was thinking about those soft goods, I'm like, I want at least two to three other characters that it would make sense on as far as colors go and design goes. So I was really glad to see that, like, intentionally I wanted to work with Balam, one of our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to have some kind of like mage looking robes for him because you know, as a magic user in that armor, of course, it it looks good. It's also like looks absolutely Jacksonville Jaguar colors. <laughs> um, I can appreciate that, but I wanted to just look a little more on like the mage side. So I'm like, all right, you can take these off, toss them over to that guy. Everything should line up with that kind of like turquoise and gold and in like in, in the lining in the armor so it'll look good with him and then without that sir andrew is now a repentant you switch off the head you're not wasting like a whole figure for just another set of soft goods now you can army build that as a character himself and also the repentant was a little bit of a backdoor way of me getting a uh, sir galeron 2.0 made because <laughs> <laughs> i is not a popular enough character yeah he, he's not yeah. very distinctive uh i don't think he has a big role in the storyline at all so i'm like well if we don't make one if it doesn't win an all-star at least i'm putting something out there that's similar enough to satiate my need to get one <laughs> and of course i got ended up getting one at PowerCon. i, I traded somebody. Oh, cool. Oh to get one so it's it's finally in my collection I'm really happy to have it but uh, I'm also really happy that there's a bunch of other characters <laughs> that looks like they yeah. would fit in with Galeron. Yes, yeah, so he can have a couple of guards around him or whatever. Sure, sure. Even Galeron like maybe he'll end up if if he becomes more prominent in any storylines maybe in his uh in his bio you hear like you know maybe he's got a little bit of a dark side and he's an Etheron so maybe he ends up being part of the repentant and it's just not brought up because it didn't exist back then but yeah. maybe a little little way to ease that kind of storyline totally, yeah. a little bit and he looks like he fits so to me it all just made sense absolutely
2: yeah that i i adore that figure it's it's the one i think i said on our show it's my favorite of that wave it's brilliant um, you. and it's also why we're ordering the most of joe because the repentant angle so it's just like yeah i can have Loads. I love the color scheme. I love the figure, but now I can have loads of them, and justifiably have loads of them. It's you know each of their own little cool backstories about why they've been banished and 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 now part of the repentant and that sort of thing. So right. I love that idea,
3: and I'm really grateful that Eric for selecting a knight to be my first because he knew that was my favorite character type besides a dwarf. Like initially, like if there were no dwarves in this line, like you know, I w- if I had to pick between dwarves and knights, knights, yeah, it would have to be knights. So the the fact that he picked that for me and the the sculpt of the armor I just I just love everything about that uh it 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 was really it was really a lot of fun to be able to do that and uh I'm looking forward to having it in hand and if the first paint sample from the studio disappears uh the day after it comes in uh I've got a good idea where it went <laughs> temporarily of course temporarily but uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I was just really happy to have a chance to do it and I'm really grateful for Eric. Yeah, I remember at the
0: time when uh, the pre-order, you know, when it was revealed and everything, we were kind of in the middle or, you know, somewhere in between where we were doing lots of episodes on the lore and we were talking about also Rich has a lot of his own lore with his customs and stuff. And that bio out of that figure that just kind of fit into kind of everything we were talking about in terms mm. of what makes a character really cool and interesting is that kind of multifaceted bio where there's a number of different angles and where you can choose to go different direction with the character maybe you just want him as the character maybe you want to build a team of repentance maybe you know maybe you want to just use the parts for whatever but there's there's a load of different things you
3: can do if you're into the lore with this guy you know yeah And, and most of the time when i create a custom i'm very shallow about it i'm all about the aesthetic me too i'm like all right it's obviously an elf. It's obviously, like, Xylonia's flock, and uh, they're obviously an archer. I don't know their name. I don't know their background. I don't care. I just wanted to make something cool. Look, this fits. Moving on. So with this, I, I wrote, like, a three-page story of this character. and <laughs> shared it with Jeremy. I'm like, this is where I'm at so far. He's like, dude, this is way too long. This needs to be cut down. I'm like, understood. Understood. So, like, we kept bouncing the whole bio back and forth between each other. And it was, like, a little less, a little less, a little less, or a little more refining. Or like, hey, you call him this, but he's he's really not. a. I want him to be a cleric. It was like, yeah, he doesn't really have cleric abilities. Like, maybe you just make him, like, let's call him a pyromancer because that's essentially what he is. I'm like, oh, okay, pyromancer, sure. That works. and that, that makes all the sense in the world. So, yeah, just, like, me and Jeremy refining that is, like, listen, on the package, it's going to be smaller. Online, maybe the bio will be a little bit longer, but, like, we can't go this crazy. And I didn't realize how much fun I had, like, writing it and and coming up with, like, I got out my map of Mythos, and I'm like, all right, he was born here, but really close to this border, which is what makes sense is why he's in this faction, but he's magic because he's close to these mountains, and that's how he ran the Jurned. And all this other stuff, and I'm like, dang, I think I, I think I want to write. This is scary. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like writing. I love reading. I, I read twenty something titles of comic books a month. There you go. So I'm all about the reading, but the writing, eh, not, not so much. But when, I, when I was given the chance, I was like, oh, that was fun. I, I almost want to do more. So I don't know if that'll ever turn into anything, but we'll see where it goes. The- the main
0: advice, always good writers I answer. I've heard loads of writers over the years when people ask, you know, how do I learn how to write? And they just say, read, you know. Yeah. So I think yeah. it does make sense. And obviously, you know, you're not going to be perfect first time when you write something. But I think the more you read and the more styles you consume and the more, uh, you know, that you kind of have, you just suddenly sit down with an, an idea and like your character And suddenly stuff comes on the page and you're going, oh, I can do this, you know. And yeah, you have to edit it down to the size of a package, a toy package. (laughs) But I bet you the three pages is awesome as well. It's just uh, awesome in its own way for a different purpose. To be published on the website at some stage, Jeremy, please. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I was going to say, it could have been the first one to come with a comic book. That would be awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs>
3: it, it, it's yeah. something that's always, you know, talked about, but uh, I think um, Jer- Jeremy's got something in the works right now that he, he's mentioned that he's read. So we're going to see that first. We have the video game coming. That's going to be, like, totally, really yeah. the first, like, big official story yeah of the characters that uh the game's probably gonna be out before the book if I understand correctly, so uh that's gonna be everyone's solid introduction as to you know the main storyline everything that's happening to get started so uh I'm looking forward to that as well. Brilliant.
2: what does a normal or typical work they look like for you Joe but obviously it could be any sort of thing, I guess as you do various roles at uh, the horse the studio
3: yeah and it it all depends on if we have a container coming. Then it's making sure we have enough space delegated in the warehouse to accept everything. I'll, I'll look at how many cases of what is coming in. I'll know how much of uh, what character, how much space is going to take up on the floor. And then where we have that space for all of it to go or some of it to go and delegating that. Uh, keeping up with inventory. If we have a show over the weekend and stuff comes back, we need to count all that stuff in. If we have a show coming up, I need to figure out what all the inventory is that's going. That makes sense. Uh, I'll look at the last few shows that happened and figure out what, um, as they like to call it over there, the fire figures. Uh, Those are typically rare figures or what we have less of in stock. really comes down to what we have on hand. Uh, Some of that stuff's really getting low, so I I like to come up with a good bunch of not just all good guys or all bad guys, a little mix of everything, making sure that whoever comes to a show is is seeing something older or newer that, uh, you know, it, it's not all that familiar. And hopefully they get a chance to grab it if they need it. Um, George could say, hey, I've got a whole tray of parts that needs cleaning up to hand off to the painters. So I'll make, uh, I'll get everything nice and put together as if I'm building the figure and leave just a little extra space for paint. So once they get paint on it, it could come back to my desk and I'll put the full prototype figure together um that's one thing that tends to end up on my desk once everybody's done painting i'll put all the individual pieces they're not painted all together so i'll end up making a full figure out of those Uh i could be prepping them to send to trevor to take yeah. pictures so <laughs> i'm sure he's cursed my names many many times <laughs> um trevor is a freaking wizard and what the the photos he gets from what we send him are spectacular. And we're really lucky to have him. But uh, I know that uh, there's times where I might have made his life a little bit heck <laughs> simply because of how things fit together. We're we're getting better at it. Um I've actually asked that some prints files be changed so they have better retention in joints. So stuff isn't falling over for him and he can put them in better poses as if I want to get him as close to the, the final figure articulation and mobility as I can before they make it out to him um, without him having to worry about breaking anything. So it's a kind of fine line to walk where it needs to be able to stay together, but not break. If he goes like to turn an ankle, he's not snapping that joint because that just slows him down. Uh, it happens and it's fine, whatever. So uh, we could have a shipping campaign where I need to make sure we have enough boxes uh, and figure out what size boxes are best for the inventory that we're shipping. Uh, I could have a paint project on a desk. We could be getting ready for an event. Yeah, I mean, I I don't always know what's going to happen <laughs> in a day. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: You could be driving yeah. up to Trevor to collect the dial to
3: bring to CarCon. Could Power be. That was almost two and a half hours. Wow. In traffic, that was that was from my home to his house, and it was awesome to get to see one his collection. Of course, yeah, incredible collection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because
0: he has one sixth stuff as well, doesn't he?
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he does. It's it's freaking impressive. Yeah, um, he's got a, a lot of great works, other toy lines down there too. So it was cool to see, you know, what he's into, what he collects. It was awesome to see his setup, and it's amazing. Like, the the shots that he gets out of what he's working with, it's really a tight space. If uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but it, it can get really kind of compact down there, and what he's sending us is, again, it's incredible. It's really fun stuff, so I got to see him do a few of those shots, get that lined up, then we wrapped everything up, and I brought it back to the studio and ended up... Uh, did I bring that with me? I don't remember if I brought that with me to PowerCon. Ah, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, I, I never, I never know what the day is gonna have. Sounds like fun though.
1: For Always, the most
3: part. it all sounds fun. <laughs> it, it's the best kind of stress. Yeah, really. It's like <laughs> I, I just, I just grin and put my head down and roll at it, knowing that I, like, I appreciate and enjoy everything that we're working towards. And it's not like when I was in entertainment promotions, I didn't care about the new clothing line launch. this designer or this new flavor of soda or you know budweiser brings you this country music concert i don't care (laughs) um the what when i'm promoting what all the blood sweat and tears goes into i love so you know like this is the best tasting stress i've ever had (laughs) were you involved in the giant uh, kurzog uh i got to help with that a yeah. little bit yes um so the handles for the weapons are old pieces of christmas trees that i put at the back <laughs> tree line of my yard so we get a new tree a live tree every year i just dump it out the tree line so we have like a christmas tree kind of graveyard wow. situation so I, I i thought one day i'd fancy myself a, a wizard staff so i cleaned up one of the the trunks of those trees and got everything like all sanded down and everything uh-huh. and, and then years later, never got around to finishing it. So when they're like, we need handles for weapons, I'm like, got it. Got it. <laughs> it's already sanded. And in my garage, it's all like smooth. And we ended up painting those up. So Brilliant. I helped make those, uh, the handles to both weapons. Um, Bill made the one with the skulls all together. And I made the uh, that Morning Star mace. Oh, yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. We, we, and uh, Bill ended up finishing the paint job to so that, I think, at the end. I helped do some of the soft goods on the ogre um the leather around the belt i helped apply those and some of the uh the 3d parts and a little bit of paint touch up here and there but i was kind of like a last minute add-on to that where we were having interned for a day downstairs and i was upstairs at the prop shop in the space that we delegated <laughs> for ourselves Helping to put that thing together. So <laughs> normally I'm running around helping out and like, you know, wherever with a uh, intern. But that day it was like we, we were there kind of late getting it together. That was like the last push. And uh, we have a, a new gentleman with us over the last year, Dan Danielle, who has a, a background in um, movie effects gotcha. and makeup yeah. and all that. He He's worked on superhero suits and props for all kinds of crazy stuff, horror films, um, you know, like blood gushing effects—that's all the kind of stuff he can do. He helped with that diorama for Brilliant. the Ox Crew this year at PowerCon. Yeah, uh, he had a, a big, uh, big hand in that. So I got to work with him, which is, you know, just another fun aspect. Another great creative artist. Yeah. That uh, that we got to work with, and all these fun projects. So yeah, I got to help out a little with that.
0: Brilliant. That's cool. Well hopefully you'll have time this year at intern that you can actually be in the front of house rather than in the back painting something last minute. <laughs> <laughs>
3: i I've, I've been no uh, guarantee, ever though. since high school, used to being behind the scenes. You no. Know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> he has all the knowledge. Huh.
2: Well, <laughs> hopefully you'll be front house, Joe, and then I can sneak into your office with all those old parts while no one's looking. <laughs> we so, we yeah.
3: typically keep that door closed through the day. And I put some bubble wrap on my side <laughs> on the inside of the office. So you can look in there, but you're not really seeing much. Um, when we open up Bill's office to Trevor to do the photography demonstration, we take all of our, you know, current projects and, and hide them back there. So that room, no, no one who does not work for us should be in that room. It'll be under lock and key, Rich, right? Yeah, pr- pretty much.
1: Yeah. 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 So. I'm that, expecting my phone to get taken off me at the door and everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they should do just for rich. Everyone else is going around with their phone, and Rich like, <laughs> nah. they took
3: my nothing. <laughs> <eye." laughs> it, it. Listen, if you run into something that you shouldn't see, that's on us. Yeah, true, but Not you don't need. You should go dig yeah. and No, don't.
0: Don't post it yeah. though. You know, keep it yeah, for yourself. No. <laughs> I, yeah.
2: I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for the intern for a day. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure it was something that I. As much as good as sound, I want you to something I'm interested in. And as soon as David Williams asked me to be his plus one, I was like, "Yes, yes, I really <laughs> want to do that." And I, I can't It's awesome.
0: cool. It's it's also cool the way they it's done. I mean, obviously everyone would like to go, so there has to be a lottery. But uh, that you can bring a buddy is great because then at least people you know there's people that are shy and they want to go, but they probably wouldn't go on their own. But if they can bring a friend, they'll go. So I like it.
3: Yeah, it makes it a, a great experience.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. So, guys, have we had answer for Joe, or should we let him out of here?
1: I, I was going to ask. Go on. Go on. One Bill more, question. Matt. Oh, yeah, bring it. I've got time. It's the, it's the question I asked Jeremy, and then I forgot to ask Bill. It's the one of, if money was no object, and it didn't matter who had the copyright for it, if there was one IP of Toyline, that the four horsemen could get hold of and do what they do and do it the way they want to do it, what would you want them to do? Battle beasts. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Brilliant.
3: It would have to be battle beasts. And and not just... uh, I I forget the gentleman who was... uh, been making posting the customs now that we have the cosmic part there has been a couple Uh, those are those are fantastic customs I, i i love everything he's been doing jeremy put one out uh just looking at what the studio can do as far as animals and technology goes i i think we're right there i would love to see us do some sort of battle beast
0: oh yeah six inch battle beast line or you know mythic legion scale battle
3: they don't necessarily even need to be able to swap it'd be cool if they could yeah um some of the color combinations may not make sense if you're trying to do a true to the original line um i forget what company had the rights to do them but i remember they had a really a really short run of some of those characters where they were kind of um a little bit bigger than like lego minifigures oh yeah you couldn't really swap the parts around, like those. Those were neat designs, but they, they didn't feel all that technical. Yeah, you know, like big bulky um, armor on
1: them. Uh, I think the studio would just have an absolute blast with those. And, and what would you have? Would you have the holographic like sticker on the front, or would you do it so it's that one that you could see through? And the uh, oh, the laser type. Yeah. Uh, why not both? <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> why yeah, that's
3: not true. both? That's true. Yeah, I'm sure you could figure out some something within the storyline to make it happen, or just have interchangeable parts where we seem quite good at it. Where things can be modular, and you just you know originally comes out like this, and maybe have an expansion pack to make them the other way. I mean, either either way would be good, but I love um, I love Eric's animal designs, so yeah. I, I know that we would. Absolutely be able to get the, the right anatomy and, you know, textures of fur and scale and and flesh in there. Uh, I, I know they could pull it off. And even what Cornboy could do when they would have any kind of, like, you know, mechanisms or technology involved back uh, when they were doing the McFarland figures, those, those big bulky pieces, I, I think that would be the perfect IP for us to
1: get our hands on.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
3: Well, you never know. One day,
1: <laughs> Joe, Joe's just doing his very stoic. Not going to let <laughs> anything on face. Then for I,
3: I know nothing on the works. Um, yeah. during during PowerCon, uh, I did get to meet some of the gentlemen who, uh, basically, founded Glios ah. and keep it going. And like I said, I'm I'm horrible with names, and I, I asked for forgiveness, but. They have a, a similar kind of toy line where they're basically making battle beast like characters mm-hmm. where you can, you know, swap off the heads to make them look like, you know, they're either, you know, organic or inorganic, or they're just, you know, robot people or, or whatever. Uh, a lot of the color schemes seem to match up. Uh, I picked up a few of those and I, I loved them and it just kind of like turned me right back on to picking those up. I made the mistake of not seeing what Battle Beasts I owned before I went to PowerCon. And all I saw, and, and even RetroCon, now that I think about it, RetroCon had a ton of them. And I wanted to buy so many, but because I have so many of them memorized, what they look like in my head growing up with them, I couldn't remember what I owned and what I didn't own but were my favorites. So I ended up getting nothing. Because oh, I didn't want to come back and be like, I bought this thing three times. No. What's, what's wrong with you? Yeah you know so i gotta get that i gotta get that list made maybe keep a little file on my phone yeah pictures you need those yes yes exactly yeah, i'm very visual yeah no know, problem I'm stretchy for everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh where do you post most of your stuff then I, I see a lot of your posts in kings under the mountain group
3: uh every now and then i'll yeah. i'll let one slide on there and If I feel like I have something that I'm like really super proud of or happy and like, eh, I haven't seen anybody really do something like this, I'll throw it off on the cabal. Um, I don't have an Instagram, really. I have maybe four or five pictures on there. Um, I'm I'm sure Bill is pissed at me to this day, Mr. Mancuso, that I haven't started a legit Instagram. He's been getting on me for years. Like, you need to start one. You need to have one. You need to have one. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do with it. Like, show your work. Yeah. And I just don't. <laughs> so maybe maybe one day I'll I'll get it together. I'll just you should put yeah. hundreds of pictures up there of, of stuff that's just been sitting on my shelf for the last. Oh, God. How many years? It's almost 10 years. Wow. Oh, we're getting close. <laughs> least, all right. Let's say for the last six years for of of work that I've done with with Mythic Legions and soon to do with Cosmic Legions. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know if I have something cool off our own on
0: Cabal. Very cool. Well, that's where you can find uh, Joe's stuff. So look him up, Joe Vasopolo on those groups. Uh, You'll find it. I did look up his Instagram to see what I could talk about there with him. But uh, as he said, there wasn't much. So we'll have to uh, get back onto Bill to get him to get it back onto Joe and keep annoying him every day until he does it. (laughs) So thanks very much for joining us, Joe. This was an, absolutely amazing chat uh thanks for for having
3: me guys really appreciate it
0: and uh i think your story is amazing it's just full circle from that guy that he's into the stuff he orders his box uh of legions he calls around to the four horsemen because he realizes they're close by to collect his box eric brings him in shows him around he's hooked and then a couple years later Eric is calling him into the office and saying, right, mate, you design your own figure there. There's a little outline, you do the rest. And that's how it can be in this community. It's just an amazing story, and I hope it's going to keep going from stronger and stronger.
3: Hey, you just repeated what I said, and I still can't believe it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's been another
0: Road to Allegiance Con with the your Allegiance podcast with the amazing Joe Vasopolo, from Four Horsemen Studios. he probably can still can't believe that either. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. It's
3: nizzle in the box. It must be true.
0: <laughs> Thanks for making the time. It's been brilliant. Thanks, fellas. Cheers.
3: Cheers, Joe.